They're two best friends that used to date But it's hard to fall in love when you're gay and straight Now they're living in the city and they're sharing space Drinking and twerking all over the place With Thomas and Kendall, the debauchery never ends They're probably drunk so there's no need to pretend I'm everybody's best friend It's Thomas and Kendall and welcome back you guys episode 10 double digits can you believe it of everybody's best friend it's really really crazy big milestone we really made it I mean take a shot if you thought we'd give up on this shit by episode 6 okay wasted (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're sipping on some rosé currently sitting in my new apartment because we both moved this weekend we did we're we're apart we are and not to be dramatic but like so Thomas helped me move on Saturday, and he was helping me hang stuff in my room, which looks gorgeous. If yeah. you don't follow me on my personal Instagram, well, it's gone. So you missed your chance. But I posted <laughs> a video of my room, and I'm sure I will continue to post more. But um, I legitimately cried when Thomas left. No, I, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough. I mean, obviously, we've always been best friends, yes. as you guys know. But quarantining at home together like this is the most time we've spent together since high school neither of us have lived at home like that since we left when we were 18 so we were both just at home for three months and then we just came back and literally spent every waking second together for the last two months yeah so i mean it was it was crazy we were texting each other then that night and we were like miss you already (laughs) i was like i'm not well no i was i was really not well but um It's great because, you know, now we have other places to go, you know, visit each other. We have some time apart. I wish there were things for us to report to each other, but I really haven't done anything since moving in because there's still a global pandemic happening. Sure is that everyone should continue to take very seriously. Um, So, yeah, not much of a weekly recap. However, I must say, you guys, so there was a crazy storm last night and today in New York. Like, trees are down everywhere. It was drinking your damn wine. What did I say? (laughs) Sinzin. There's something you say when you clink glasses. You say like, cheers. Chin chin. (laughs) You never heard that? Never a day in my life. Someone back me up. That's the real thing. Chin chin. Chin chin. Chin chin. You never heard that? Simpson. No. It's it's one of them. I'm going to try every concept. Chin chin. No, it's it's definitely, it's chin chin. You've never heard that? Someone back me up in the comments. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, chin chin aside. There was a crazy, crazy thunderstorm, and I watched lightning strike the earth from my new living room window. Oh my lord. It looked, I thought someone had set off a very, very loud firework, because I saw the flash go down, and I was like, maybe someone dropped a firework off the roof. I don't know how physics works. I'll never forget. My mother got hit in the head with a firework on 4th of July. She did. She lived to tell the tale, but... (laughs) She had that bloody matted hair for days. (laughs) Um, But I watched, I heard like a... And I like watched the light go down. There's an ice cream truck rolling by. Hey, queen. I think that's a siren. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't no Mrs. Softy, honey. No. I hope everyone's okay. Poo, poo, poo. Poo, poo, poo. So that was pretty exciting. I don't have anything to report. I don't think anyone was hurt. Yeah, in the- that's more exciting than anything I have to say. Period. So with that, let's get into who we're dying for. <laughs> yeah, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. No. Okay. Yeah. So our who we are dying for is going. It's going to be one of those weeks where it sort of overlaps with have you seen, have you heard, have you watched? Because yeah. both of our people that we're dying for are going to lead into us discussing. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, I've had like five sips of wine. I really haven't been drinking that much this quarantine. So now when I have like one glass of wine, it really gets me. I had, if you know me, 
and as those of you who don't know me but have since learned, I drink to excess. I don't know when, when to stop. stop. You're so a girl I, who can't say no. You know, I, I've never really understood the concept of like being tipsy. The other day I had one glass of wine, which like I never do. I always like drink an entire bottle. And I was like, wow, this is lovely. All that to say, I haven't even had a glass of wine and I'm already slurring my speech. Okay. Anyway, I lost my train of thought. Where were we? So who you're dying for okay. is going to blend into yes. Have You Seen, Have You Heard, Have You Watched. Thank you so much for reining me in. Yep. Okay. This week, I'm dying for Tasha Adams, our new Bachelorette. Everyone give a round of applause. If you don't follow the Bachelor franchise, there's been some shit going down. So the Bachelorette was originally announced as Claire Crawley, who has mm-hmm. been in the Bachelorette franchise for years. She first appeared on the show like literally almost 10 years ago at this point. And then she's been on all the spinoffs. She did Bachelor in Paradise twice. I think she was even on Bachelor Pad. She did Bachelor Winter Games. Like, she's done... Okay, unaware <laughs> of that program. Yes, it was, It was like, coinciding with the Olympics. It was oh. terrible. It was awful. But she was on it and got engaged Finding on it. Finding love on a nice Yeah, swoosh? she got engaged on it. Oh, no. She's gotten engaged, like, multiple times from the show. I hate to, you know, bash other women, but, like, I'll say it. I hate her. I can't... Mm-hmm. I cannot stand her. And when she was announced as the Bachelorette, everyone was like, what the fuck? She's ancient. Like, we don't want to see this. Isn't like, she like, she's 38. 38. I was going to Which, say like, 41. is not actually ancient, but for the show, everyone's like 25. Right. You know, so I, I was really disappointed in the choice. And there are so many other people who are deserving. And we've only ever had one woman of color as the Bachelorette. And it's like, why do we need to watch this white woman who has been around forever, has done every show already, has failed to find love, and she's annoying as fuck. Yeah. So. And before the show even started, oh my god, okay, now I'm getting into the whole thing. You you don't really no, care. No, but about I read an article about it last night. So I was intrigued. Matt James, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago, who was announced as the bachelor, was previously announced as a contestant for her season. Mm-hmm. But since he's already kind of blowing up from being Tyler C's friend, you know, he's already social media famous and he already has cameo and everything so before it was announced that he wasn't going to be doing claire's season anymore she had some beef with him on twitter because she was like anyone who's on cameo is not doing my show for the right reasons and he had to tweet back he was like bitch i run a charity organization and like i'm raising money for kids who can't afford to eat lunch so i'm gonna need you to step the fuck off so she's already been psychotic but now matt's not on her season anyway so this year matt is the new bachelor Yes, Matt that, is the new Bachelor. Was never a contestant on The Bachelorette. No, he's strictly. That is that's such no, big dick energy, iconic moves. It's amazing, and we all know that's why it's so cool. Like he's never been on the show, but everyone knows that. who he is because mm-hmm. he's Tyler's friend and roommate, and so he's just always been around. So now I'm really tangenting, but it's important that you know all of this. So they had some beef. Then half of Claire's contestants like quit because. They were all, like, 25, and they are like, I don't want to marry this 38-year-old woman, which, like, I understand, you know? So they had already recast, like, three-quarters of the guys. Then they're filming The Bachelorette during a pandemic right now. Right. So usually, if you don't watch the show, they spend, like, the first three weeks in The Bachelor Mansion, but then they travel the entire world. They go to a different country every single week. This year, this season is happening at one location, just at a hotel in Palm Springs, So everyone had to quarantine for two weeks before they got there. Blah, blah, blah. They're quarantining. They start filming. Claire claims that she fell in love on night one. That's why she quit. I I read. Yeah. So I guess actually. With one of the contestants. Yeah, with one of the contestants. They actually got in contact before the show started filming 
because the names of these guys came out months ago because of the pandemic everything's just like been different right so they were talking before so then when she finally met him they instantly fell in love then she like refused to come out of her room refused to film any dates and so she quit the show because just front just no, act that's and what then I'm saying. just pick this kid in the end literally if you watch the show you know that i would say seven or eight times out of ten the person who gets the first impression rose is the person who wins. Like, more often than yeah. not, they pick... Who did Boring Pilot Pete pick? Say that five times fast. Well, Pilot Pete's season doesn't count because he picked Kelly, but he kicked her off. But now he's with her anyway. Yeah. No, no, but that wasn't his first impression rose. His first impression rose was Hannah Ann, and mm-hmm. she made it to the final two. Yeah. But his season is fake, and I hate Luke him P, so same much. same thing. He was... Yeah. Yeah. Was he? Oh my god. Ew, he was. was. Yuck. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, she should have just... Moral of the story is, Claire, this was your one chance to redeem yourself. You should have just played the game. Everyone knows who they want to pick, like usually by week one or two. You just have to go through with it. But she quit. And I'm honestly happy about it because now The Bachelorette is going to be Tasha Adams, who's another woman of color. And I am so fucking excited. So now we have a black bachelorette and a black bachelor and she's just the coolest person ever she's gorgeous she's so hot i'm obsessed with her she was on colton season originally and then she did bachelor in paradise where she ended up not engaged yes oh my god look at you knowing the tea Mm -hmm. she ended up dating john paul jones which like that how that ever happened i will never understand he got past the first episode i will never understand she's like my last rose John Paul Jones. I was she like, doesn't have an I was like, she now. I was like, not the hot farmer. She sent the hot farmer home for John Paul Jones. Who the fuck was the hot farmer? I don't know his name. I'm so fucking happy for yeah. her. She's the hottest person ever. She's so smart and amazing and beautiful. And the one thing I will say though is she's kind of young. Like she's 29, which is like normal age mm-hmm. for the franchise. But they recast a bunch of like 40 year old dudes for Claire. So like, are they going to recast it again? Well, I was also under the impression, from what I understand, they cast like 40 guys, assuming they would be like COVID replacements needed and guys would drop right. once so there, it was Claire. Yeah. So there are. Well, so that happened, but then they recast again because people were like, oh, I don't want to do Claire's season. So now okay. there's still extra men because in case someone like gets COVID now, or something. And now is this is the season still starting with Claire and then Claire will yes. disappear? Which, that is so complex. No, it's so complex to the point where everything in Bachelor Nation is so calculated that part of me thinks this has to have been a pre-planned thing because this was well, about course. to be the most boring season in all of Bachelor history because of the pandemic and that they can't go anywhere. Right. And two, Claire was already, like, everyone was voicing about how much they hated her, wanted them to just skip her season and go to Matt James, that it seems like a little too perfect that now the most dramatic thing, not to sound like Chris Harrison, but, like, this is literally going to be the most dramatic thing that has ever happened on the show is now happening when it was about to be the most boring season of all time. Yeah, true. Seems a little calculated. Very calced. Regardless, I cannot fucking wait now. I was really dreading having to watch her season to then watch Matt's season, but now I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. I love Tasha. All that to say, I'm dying for her this week. I love that. Who are you dying for? Uh, it should be a shock to nobody that I am dying for the queen, Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles Carter. Hell fucking because yeah. Because Kendall and I together watch Black is King, and I'm a slut for hyperbole, but I could not be more honest when I say, and Kendall can vouch, Black is King is the most visually compelling and satisfying piece of film I've ever seen in my whole life. 
Yeah, I would agree with that statement. It is, which should be a shock to nobody. Because since Lemonade, honestly, since the album four, everything she has done since then has been like so ingeniously put together. Oh yeah, I'm obsessed but with like these even visual the, albums. The that visual she drops. albums she's doing are so unbelievable. And I'll fucking say it. I didn't listen to this album at all because it came out with The Lion King, which was a trash movie. And I just like, I didn't really pay it much mind because I didn't care about the movie. And I assumed it was like tied in with the movie. I signed. I well, it was it, like released alongside the movie, but. Right. Yeah. It and then its the, own separate And I just thing. feel like there wasn't a ton of press about it. Yeah, because it was all her press was focused on being Nala in right. the film. It wasn't about this album. And but then, now the album's finally getting the justice it deserves. It's I'm one of her it best. On, I'm listening to it on repeat. Yeah, I listened it, to it all, while I worked out today. So did I. I had mood forever on loop as I was running. I was like, I'm so unbothered. I'm so unbothered. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It, it's just like, the and the fact that she directed it and just had such a hand in its creation just makes my heart so happy because you guys, like, I can't stress it enough. Culturally, visually, from a fashion standpoint, it is like capital P perfect. Yeah, we finished watching it, and literally the second the credits started rolling, we like rewinded it and watched every number again. Yeah, I, because it was those kind of things where, first of all, it was an, it was about ninety minutes, and I felt like I was watching it for four hours. I was like, I'm in heaven. This is absurd. And it's the kind of thing where each number I couldn't pick gun to my head. I couldn't tell you a favorite a favorite song or favorite section from the film because they were all so good. I'd probably pick Mood Forever, but just because the vibe is very yeah, my Mood speed. Forever and Brown Skin Girl. Those are my favorite. Brown Skin Girl. Those are Na- my favorite. All of my the- all of my favorite women. Lupita, Naomi Campbell. My Kelly Rowland. It's so good. Those are my favorites before the visual album came out, and I'm so glad that the visual album also did those songs justice. Totally. And also, let's give it up for fucking Blue Ivy's track. It- she is a star. She's going to be a supermodel. She is. She has, I'll say it, I was really worried about her having too much J in the face, because we know <laughs> Beyonce's a 10, J is like a, a rough 3-2. Two. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she does have a lot of J in the face, but she, all the kids. J in the face. She has a lot of J in the face. But a lot of the kids, I don't know really about Rumi. I haven't seen a lot of her. But from what I saw. She was in that one that clip. That one clip in Brown Skin Girl. Mm-hmm. What I saw of Sir in the credits and what I see in Blue is I think Beyonce's side of the genetic pool has this gorgeous genetic like eye lift looking structure to her face where they all just have this like very interesting facial bottom line the kids are gorgeous yeah but also like looks aside blue was like stunting on all these she was singing she was dressed in like custom mugler like stunting on all these women it was just so fabulous and it was like it was the definition of black excellence it just gave a platform to all these incredible black performers it was so good and it it, i saw this tweet and it was like Nothing is as binding on this earth as a Beyonce NDA. And it's oh, true. We didn't know she was in Africa for months. No, the, if you guys have watched it, like, I mean, go watch it if you haven't. But it's it's so brilliant, but it's so complex that it had to have taken months and months and months to film. And yeah, we had no idea she was there. And there are so many people in it. And like we said, there's some really famous people in it. But there's just so many people involved that how did no one know that this was being made? It's crazy. Well, it's just such a testament to her. Like, you look at someone like the Kardashians where like, you know when they shit every day and they're irrelevant. And then Beyonce goes and does this. And she's even more powerful than those people. Like, not needing to like shove her private life into the public eye. Also, Jay was only in one number because which i appreciate because aside from being beyonce's man i don't fuck with him i do not fuck with that bitch stormy see i i used to fuck with jay-z like really hard i think he like really is a a trailblazer in like the rap community but 
ever since Lemonade, uh, I don't fuck with him anymore, even no, though she neither. forgave him and like I respect her decision. We'll never truly understand all the details or no, so we can't actually judge. But yeah. You know, on a surface level, I'm like, how dare you fucking cheat on her? She's motherfucking Beyonce. No, to quote Kendall, she's unmatched. Like, yeah. the th- she is. It There's- is required viewing that everyone sees Black is King. It- and also, like, it's one of those things where I felt like every moment of it had, like, some symbolic or cultural significance. Like, none of it was just, like, pretty for the sake of being pretty. And I think that's why it was so compelling. It was just, like, so rich in culture. Yeah. But even, like, the co- fucking color theory happening in every single frame, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah, no one can do or has done what she can do and has done. Like, no. there, she's literally unmatched. And I'm so glad that I'm alive in the time that she is alive. Me and as well. Thriving. Totally. I'm forever grateful. Me as well. So go watch it. You have to. And go read the info on Bachelorette. Yes. Okay, now we're going to dive into a little have you seen, have you heard, have you watched. There's a lot of pop culture buzz this week that we have to address. Okay, let's kick it off, sister? Yeah, let's talk about the cancellation of Ellen DeGeneres. Let's fucking talk about it. And this is a deep, there are many layers to this. It's it's a big ass onion of a situation. It really, it really is. So I'm sure you've all seen by now. Ellen is being canceled left and right, but not because of any like sexual misconduct or anything, which we are now so used to, unfortunately. Not by her. There are, are some right, rumblings of about her, of producers. her producers, but yes. sorry to interrupt. But the claims are that she's an, an awful, miserable person, terrible to work with, and has thus created. What are you looking at? Just looking at your hair. It's kind of wavy. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Back to you in the studio, Bob. Thank you so much. Okay. She has thus created a really, really toxic work environment. So her team and everyone who works on the show came out with this letter of all these allegations of just like awful things she's done to staff, guests, her producers, how they're all a part of this toxic, toxic situation. But now it has gotten deeper because she finally put out a statement, which was such a half-assed statement. Such a half-assed it was not statement. an apology. The basis of her statement was people are saying things about me that are showing my character in a light that is untrue. And it's like, okay, so no. So you're not taking any accountability. But now, Portia de Rossi, her gorgeous, lovely wife, yeah. there's like this campaign Portia posted on Instagram yesterday, and it was like, hashtag I stand with Ellen. Okay, pump the brakes, Porsche. Come on. Yeah, no, it's, and so many other people, celebrities have now tweeted like, Ellen is the kindest person I've ever met, blah, blah, blah. And this is, Thomas and I were talking about this earlier. It's complicated because... And now people are talking about who her replacement is going to be. Apparently, first in line is James Corden, which would just be such a shame. I love him so much, but, but Ellen is like this gay icon. She's a trailblazer for the gay community. She, Her coming out publicly on her own sitcom back in the 90s, right. she was the first one to ever do it, and she lost everything and then got everything back. She like, she's right. a huge icon for the LGBTQ community. And to have her show be replaced by a straight white man, it's like... Who already has a show. Yeah, it's like, no, I mean, then his spot would be filled, but it's like... That's the opposite of what we need. I'm sure James Corden would be great, but that is just not what we need right now. But I don't know if this will end her because technically what she's doing is not illegal. Kendall goes, it's not illegal to be mean. It's not. It's not. But now I've been, people are, I mean, Dakota Johnson has dragged this bitch for years. Well, years. And I, I was a huge fan when that interview first came out and she's like, I did invite you to my birthday party. You fucking slut. Yeah. You didn't come. But I was listening to my favorite podcast, The Morning Toast this morning, and they were playing these clips from other really weird things she's done on air. Apparently one time, and these are clips that like Arn has talked about as the Dakota Johnson stuff, but 
Mariah Carey was on the show once. And Ellen like forced her into publicly saying she was pregnant and like forced was going to force her to drink champagne. And Mariah didn't want to talk about it publicly because she had been having um, problems. Yeah. Fertility issues. And then I think she ended up like miscarrying after that. And then there was another time where Ellen like pranked her entire audience and everyone who was at the show got to go to like the Ellen store and take one item. Yes. And this woman took two mugs because her sister was supposed to come and she couldn't. And Ellen called her on stage and like publicly dragged her, put her in quote unquote Ellen jail like okay what the fuck are you doing something like it was so easy to be like haha she's funny but now it's like okay well, wait I, is that that's actually kind of problematic i feel like the stakes are also at a different level because her whole platform she ends every episode saying like be kind to one yeah. another everyone like her whole brand is kindness and like i have a so it's very ironic it's also very complex because she has like done a ton for like the oh, underprivileged community. I love her and, show. Like, no, she me gives, too. She gives out like $100,000 an episode yeah. to all people who need it. It's not just like but randos. It's, but it's so true. Like I wasn't taken aback or shocked when people said she was so horrible because with that much money and that much power comes a lot of fucking complicated issues that I'm sure would like, you know, weigh on someone's like personality. But um, the, I just wish her, I wish she had been I like, wish listen. Apology had any accountability involved. Right. If she had apologized for her actions and was like, I'm going to take this time to reflect and go to therapy and fire the people who are problematic and have an individual meeting with each right. one of my staff staff members about what I can do to be better, then it would have been fine. She but for her to be like, cut. this is fake. Like, shut well, up. Well, now it's like she doesn't even have the opportunity to do that because Warner Brothers is doing it already. Well, so they're doing an internal investigation, but this is where it's dicey is like, I don't think she could step down if she wanted to because her contract is so binding. So. Right. It'll be very, very interesting, but there are so many other people who should replace her. I mean, if she, if the show ends up being canceled before James Corden, my personal pick is Kiki Palmer. I love that would be her. Great. Or I'm going to be a fake fan. I don't know my her name. My knee is really sweaty. I, I just touched it. But <laughs> the woman who played, this I saw floating around the internet as well, the woman who played Boo in Orange is the New Black, because it's another female gay representation oh, yeah. in mainstream media, I think would be great. Yeah, it just definitely doesn't need to be a straight white man. That's no, for fucking sure. Not. I will say though, I did laugh a lot today reading. I read like a whole article that was like the evolution of like the cancellation of Ellen, and it was that man who was like, "Send me a, f- a story of Ellen being horrible to you, and I'll donate two dollars to the LA Food Bank." And then some people were sending in real stories, and then someone was like, "She called me up on stage, and then <laughs> it was like she sprayed me in the face with a fire hose and threw me to the audience. I couldn't find my mother after the show, and I've never seen her since." <laughs> Oh, God. Well, all jokes aside, I hope it gets settled. It is upsetting. I mean, the cancellation, I'm not a huge fan of cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. I don't stand for it. But this is just, it's so complex. And it's because she has done really, really, really great things. So it's really unfortunate to hear that about her. And I hope she can get her shit together. Yeah. And I mean, but the campaign of I stand with Ellen, I definitely really, really, really missed the mark on that one. Certainly not the right move. And I mean, and on top of all she does on her show, like, she she built like an entire gorilla like conservation in Africa. Like the woman is all over the world doing really great things. So it's really unfortunate that she's a terrible person. Who knows? Potentially. I know. I guess we'll never I've never met the bitch, so no. I know. And I've always looked at her being like, Oh, what an amazing person, but now it's very unclear. So we're gonna we're gonna be following that, but let us know who you think would be a good replacement. Yeah. Also, we have we're a little late to the boat, but we didn't talk about it last week. Have you seen Emmy nominations are out? 
Yes. Who were some of your favorite hits on the list? My number one favorite is Zendaya for Euphoria. Oh my God. If you haven't watched Euphoria, it is, oh my God, talk about being visually excellent. Yeah. The directing is amazing. The acting is amazing. It's one of the best shows I've ever watched. The like, yeah. It's so, so, so I also find something so satisfying about a a Disney Channel star turned incredible self-sufficient actress. Yes. Yes, and Zendaya's acting in that show is ridiculous. She's so, so good. I really, really, really hope she wins. And I'm just so glad she was nominated. And that's my favorite nomination. Once I saw that, the rest were just like all a blur because I was so, so, so happy for her. I was pumped for Zendaya. I was pumped for everyone nominated for Ozark, especially Laura Lenny and... Your queen. Yes, and Julia Gardner, who plays um, Ruth. She's incredible. Um... And I was very, very excited about the whole cast of Shit's Creek as well, which Kendall hasn't fucking seen, you I guys. I know. I'm so fake. I'm going to tell you guys two secrets. You know me. I'm all about, you know, comedy. But I haven't watched Shit's Creek, and I haven't watched Fleabag. We're watching Fleabag tonight, then. I know. We can I, watch the entire series tonight. No, it's six I know. episodes, 30 minutes each. You I would love it, Kendall. I think I've said this on the podcast before. I'm having a really hard time in quarantine, like watching new, sh- like committing to something like that. Fleabag, so I could probably do because they're quick. It's very quick and it's like two seasons, but I'm having trouble committing to like binge watching shows. I like watching reality TV or like today I was watching like reruns of Say Yes to the Dress so I can like also be on my phone. I'm having a hard time sitting down and committing to like a long series. So I really do want to watch Schitt's Creek but I want to give it the attention that it deserves. And any show is hard to get into. I've watched the first two episodes like three times and then I'm like uh, it's not the time for me to start this. But I will watch it because I know it's really fake of me to have not seen it. But I'm still very happy for them. Yes. And Catherine O'Hara my queen. I know. Amazing. Um, Also we have to talk about which I saw the trailer again today and thought of Kendall. So we we do not stand Ryan Murphy in this house. Ugh. That being said, this new Sarah Paulin as... Paulin? <laughs> She's highly allergic. This new Sarah Paulson as a nurse Cratchit. No. Ratchet? It's nurse Ratchet, isn't it? I blew it. Sarah Paulin as nurse Cratchit. I can't. You have to leave all of that in. Sarah Paulin as nurse Cratchit. Is a Christmas story? What the fuck is this? Mrs. Cratchit? Have you seen Tiny Tim? Oh my Sarah God. Paulson as Nurse Ratchet from One Blow Over the Cuckoo's it's Nest. Nurse Ratchet. It's Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> okay, he knows nothing. I'm excited to see it. No, I did read One Blow Over the Cuckoo's Nest a oh while ago. Oh my God, I'm so... Oh, wow, that really got me. Okay. <laughs> Nurse okay. Ratchet. Oh my god, I'm just picturing poor tiny Tim. She's like ripping off his leg. Oh god, okay. Oh my god, nurse Cratchit. Okay, I will never get over that. No, we're excited for that. Yeah, I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Leave it be. And that's and that's that on that. I'm very moving excited. on. Okay. <laughs> oh um, god. Brandy has a new album. Uh, if you like '90s R&B, give it a listen. It's pretty good. That's all I have to say about it. Brandy. Um. Okay. And then the last thing we're obsessed with because we can't go an episode without talking about TikTok. We're obsessed with this new trend. <laughs> Where you just drag each other, but you say, like, it's the gray shirt for me. It's the stringy hair for me. You just, like, go back and forth and sing, like, it's the blank for me. About each other. So we thought maybe we would try it, but I don't know if I'm going to be good at this. Let's just give it a try. You go first so I can see what, (laughs) where was I? Because it has to get meaner and meaner. Is that a word? Meaner? More mean? 
I mean, think meaner is a word. It has to go. It has to get meaner and meaner. You don't just off that be like, it's the divorce trauma for me, which like you know you could say for me, but, but I would never. But go you, there. Would, you wouldn't say that first. No, you yeah. could go there, but oh. you have to start with okay. something small. Um, <laughs> are you ready? But yeah, I need. Okay. It's the fake highlights for me. <laughs> it's the bad haircut for me. It's the titty scars for me. <laughs> It's the pathological lying for me. Uh, it's the driving of the clown car for me. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's the texting your toxic ex for me. Uh, it's the divorce trauma for me. And that's where it ends. <laughs> you didn't want me to go deeper than that, bitch. You can. I don't actually have tit scars. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. If, I can, you, if you've seen my dad. I can personally test. No, no scars. But No, I mean I, a little bit, but it's fine. Okay. Anyway, that was fun. <laughs> Try with your friends. Give your friend a call and just start roasting them. Yeah. We love it. I love it. Okay. So today... Should I open another bottle of wine? Oh, my God. You're powering through. I am. We. Ha- I mean, you can get more wine if you want. Hold for Thomas getting more yeah, wine. Yeah, I'm going to get more wine. Hang on. Thomas came back with more wine and filled our giant glasses to the brim. Yep. We're one bottle down, just cracked open the second one, and it's Almost practically gone. gone. Yep. We're going to do a couple mini segments because we want to talk about the other couple things that were written in for us to talk about, and then we're going to play the Best Friend Challenge. In honor of our 10th episode. Oh my god. Yeah. He just pulled that out of his ass. That wasn't why, but that makes perfect sense. It sure did. So, but a couple things that we have to get into. Thomas, tell me about your favorite cocktail slash drinks and what kind of night each one leads to. Okay, I love this question. I love this question too. So, it really does depend. So, a couple things I can immediately rule out unless I'm someplace tropical on a beach is like, I will never really drink rum because it makes me feel like a straight boy pirate. Mm. I'm like not really interested in a mojito or like a rum punch unless again I have access to like sand between my toes. Yeah, unless I have access to a pirate ship. A pirate ship. However, I will say that when I started drinking liquor in high school, rum was my thing before I started drinking vodka. Wait, what? Yeah, no, I went through this weird phase sophomore year of high school, sophomore and junior year, I really didn't start drinking vodka until like senior year. Sophomore and junior year, I strictly drank Captain Morgan. And I think it's because that's what my older brother PJ was drinking. And like when he would go to the liquor store, this is like before I had a fake, so I would just have him get me whatever he was getting. But that's the only thing I would drink. Straight boy pirate. (laughs) There you go. Major vibes. I would just drink it straight, just rip shots. I mean, in high school... I never made mixed drinks. All I did was take shots. But as we all know, it became Burnett's senior year, as we remember from Naked in a Church parking lot. But yeah, yeah sophomore, junior, it was strictly rum. But now if you ask me to take a shot, shot of, of rum, no, no, of Captain Morgan. Or like Kraken. I have a handle no, of Kraken I'm in my apartment. I'm literally dry heaving. My college roommate, Liv, she always drank Malibu, though. So like oh, Malibu, that, Malibu that will, like, and pineapple juice will out. But again, it's like, I want that on the beach. I don't want that in my New York yeah, apartment no. during a tropical Malibu's storm. Malibu is also like very syrupy. Like, I, I can't, but I have fond memories of Malibu. Yeah. It reminds me of college. But yeah, no, Captain Morgan was my shit when I like first began my drinking yeah. career. But now if you ask me to take a sip of it, even I can literally smell the smell right now. And it's actually making me nauseous. Yeah, the flavor palette is not it, sis. I did have a Mai Tai on Block Island. I oh, mean, we both did. We did, but we that night I drank seltzers, Natty Light, vodka, 
Prosecco and a Mai Tai, but I ended the night with a Mai Tai and I woke up with the worst hangover yeah. possibly of my life. I drank rum the whole day, but I started the day, as I told you, throwing up on the ferry. Oh, right, because we had Dark and Stormy. Because I had Dark and Stormy, then I had I a do pina colada. Okay, I take it all back. Dark and Stormy's are so good, but I only drink them on Block Island. Again, when you have access to sand between your toes. <sighs> I love this theory. Period. So, rum's out. Um, usually, if I'm looking to, like, have a capital N night, like, blackout and get into shamans... <laughs> Get into, get into some shenanigans. Get into some shenanigans. It's vodka all the way. Has oh. been since high school. Has been my pride and true. Vodka, you can never fail. It can guarantee a blackout. Totally. If I stick to just Tito's, like my hangover won't be that bad. It's the mixing that does it for me. It's the mixing, it's the mixing for me. It's the mixing for me. But um, vodka will always be my girl. But again, in college... And why I used to black out all the time is, I think we talked about this. Yes, I would mix, like, uh, a Mike's Heart or a Seltzer with vodka and just, I st- like... I still do that. That always is. But vodka is my most fun drunk because that is... Because oh. we're not saying, like, what kind of drunk we are. Like, we didn't say that with rum. Rum, I was, like, 15, so but I was just, like, eh, Rum, crazy. I become, like, Mr. Smee. I just, like, <laughs> run around with, like, a striped pirate shirt just, like, fumbling along the deck. I'm like... <laughs> Shiver me timbers. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Ahoy, matey. Vodka, though, I know exactly what it does to me. I know exactly how much I need to drink to be on the cusp of a blackout, to blackout. Vo- I am so much fun. It is my best drunk, but also, you know, I've done some very stupid things on on vodka. On vodka. Like, 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 LSD. Naked in a church parking lot. Myriad blackouts. Kicked out of a bar for reasons that I cannot disclose. Skinny Bro- dick. Skinny dick. Broke a rib. It, the list goes on and yes, on. Yes. Am I in the street? Period. Um, All vodka based. No, vodka, I will say the vodka drunk, I feel very like brave. I feel like I have no inhibitions. I can say whatever I want and I'm the hottest person on planet Earth. And all it takes is one drink for me to get there. And then I'm like, this is going to be an amazing night. Totally. Tequila, as I get older, I'm like essentially 16. I'm not that old. But as I get older, I have found tequila to be my go-to if we're taking shots or if I'm like, if I'm going to have a night, which used to be vodka, now I feel more so I'm like a tequila girl. I'll have a few tequila gingers. I can rip shots of tequila. Oh, tequila No, I love it. And then tequila makes me like feel a little sexy and make me want to like dance, which I love. Tequila... If I'm going to order a shot now at the bar, it's tequila just because yep. I can do them easiest. I don't do it for the effects of tequila. Because here's the thing with tequila and and me. I tequila don't, in me. <laughs> I don't feel drunk drinking tequila. I'll have like five shots of tequila and then it's the next day. Like I go from zero to blackout. I, like I literally never get drunk from drinking tequila. I go from zero to 100 so fast. However, arguably my favorite liquor is gin. No, I don't think I've ever, like, drank gin in my life. I mean, if there's a drink that sounds really good and the liquor in it is gin, like, maybe. Like gin elderflower moment? Yeah, I've never ordered a gin and tonic, never taken a shot of gin. Like, I I could not even tell you what it tastes like. Gin makes me feel, it tastes like a pine tree. It's gourmet. Okay, ew. Um, I love Christmas. You would love that. Santa, if you're listening, I've been naughty as fuck. Um... (laughs) I really like the flavor, but for some reason, the flavor experience of gin is, like, too big and too almost, like, heavy to be, like, drinking it if I'm going to, like, go out and party and continue to drink and drink. If I'm, like, going to a bar with, like, a guy or a friend, and I'm just going to, like, have a few drinks and that's going to be the night, it's a gin and tonic, it's a dirty gin martini, fucking fuck me up with that shit. No vodka martinis, only gin martinis. 
something about Jen makes me feel just very like calm and settled and it's a different kind of like it feels much more like a downer than mm. tequila or the VOD. I'll have to try it, but it's like if it's a downer, why would I ever want to do that? Well, if it's you, a downer, I'll drink did wine. Did you try my martini or is that just your mom? No, that my mom. You should have. Something about a gin martini in theory should be gross. It like tastes like like you dipped like a Christmas tree in salt water, but like it's delicious. What do you mean it tastes like delicious. a Christmas tree? Like why does it taste like that? Because gin just has a very kind of like piney, piney, t- okay, I'm piney like sharp sense to it. I, in my elder years, have become a whiskey drinker. Oh, we haven't even talked about whiskey. I know. Whiskey is like sneakily my new fave. You do tequila gingers. I do whiskey gingers. And I can down those for days there. So good. Shots of whiskey. Eh, we no. all drank Fireball no, like before we discovered the, the coolant in it. That I, my, my antifreeze. My Oh, yeah. My esophagus is burning at the thought. Um, but I'm really into whiskey these days. I love a whiskey ginger. I can black out on any alcohol, but just one whiskey anecdote. Um, I was at my ex-stepbrother. What a weighted sentence. I was at my ex-stepbrother's wedding in October when he was still my stepbrother. And it was an outdoor wedding in October. And if you recall, this was like the coldest fall we've ever had. And this was the coldest day of the year. It was an outdoor wedding and there was one heat lamp and it was literally like negative 20 degrees outside. I'm being dramatic, but it was so fucking cold. It's probably like 45. So we were, no, no, it was colder than that. It was like actually like, it was like 10 degrees. And so we were the drinking. Poor bride. Oh, I know. Well, they all had, the, they had these blankets, but anyway, we were drinking whiskey to like warm us up because whiskey like warms you up from the inside. It's all alcohol. It's like something about whiskey is like mm, hot toddy, you know? Yeah. So. We, I was drinking whiskey all night and I had had like literally like 12 whiskey gingers but it was so cold that my body like was like just holding all the alcohol in my stomach and I didn't know that the second I went into a warm environment and my blood started flowing I would black out so like halfway through the wedding me and my brother and his girlfriend Nicole shout out girl I know you're a loyal listener hey queen we went and sat in my dad's car to warm up and literally the last thing I remember is sitting in the car and then I woke up the next morning like still in my wedding dress I mean I wasn't I wasn't the bride (laughs) that's the twist I was actually marrying my stepmother no No, and the formal ass dress I wore to the wedding like a men's zip up and my heels and I was like what the fuck happened? And we were at the wedding for like four more hours after that, but I drank so, so much, much that whiskey. it was like such a long blackout, but I felt totally sober before until like I went into a warm environment. So yeah. I'm like a little scarred from that. Whiskey is like all the way at the end of the spectrum for me, like further than gin, where it's like, it's going to make me calm. It's going to make me feel like cozy and warm. Like I'll drink like a whiskey on the rocks at night, just to like warm down from the day. But if I'm going out to like party, I'll never be like, give me a whiskey ginger. Cause it'll make me like kind of like sleepy and groggy and, I really got into whiskey this summer because my ex-boyfriend and I, my ex-boyfriend loved bourbon Mm. and I really didn't, but I like wanted to impress him. So then I just started drinking it and then I was like, wait, this kind of slaps. And then I like blacked it on bourbon one night, which I wouldn't recommend. It's like a really sad blackout. But Uh, I remember one time during quarantine, you made us all just like drink bourbon on the rocks. No, it was. And I was like, why is it spicy? (laughs) It was uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah. So we were drinking like whiskey. I was like, no. No, I love I. I, I no stand, whiskey but. is still fun for me. Like nowadays, I mean, vodka is is if I want to like get in trouble and dance on a table and like make out with a stranger. Mm-hmm. I'll drink whiskey if I want to like be fun, but like a little less rowdy. It makes me a little less rowdy, but it doesn't make me sleep or anything. Like I'll still be like a really fun 
drunk and dancing but it's harder for me to black out on because yeah. my body now just like has one sip of vodka and it starts shut down mode because like it knows what it's is like, coming oh girl not again all right <laughs> it's like everyone Back off everyone off power down coney island everybody off jack we love you daddy <laughs> So yeah. yeah, I've become a whiskey person and my new roommates all love whiskey. So I'm sure that's going to become even more of a thing. And then lastly, let's talk about wine a little bit. We love wine. Wine's a very chilled drunk, but it comes with a yeah. headache. Uh, it doesn't give me a headache. Wine drunk is like my new favorite drunk. It's the perfect quarantine drunk. When we were at home in quarantine and we would like do our socially distanced outdoor hangs with our quarantine crew. Shout out. Shout out to you, real ones. You know who you are. <laughs> they're not all with us anymore if you know what we mean anyway <laughs> they're all alive but if you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying um we used to crush seltzers like all quarantine and i would wake up feeling so fat i felt like i had like a goiter on my neck like the double chin you get from seltzers a seltzer hangover double chin is a crime against humanity totally. and I get it every single time so I've sworn off seltzers for a little bit so now whenever I'm going to drink in quarantine and drunk's not that fun no it's not it's, fun because it's not you feel heavy really and disgusting and bloated and wide yeah Ugh, wide. so fucking wide I can't but wine I'm here for and but I'm like snuggly stay inside I'm never going to like drink wine to go out but if I no. want to like I'm not like Tinsley Mortimer just give me a Pinot Grigio yeah no I love 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 me some wine and then wine. let's talk about beer how do you feel? I mean, I love beer. I love beer too, but I'm not one of those boys who can just like pound eight beers and then be drunk because I will feel so circular. Yeah, that, like, same, Then same I don't want to have fun car- anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> circular. Just like call me Roly Polioli. No, I'm one but small and short and round. <laughs> no, literally, I'm never going to be the girl who like goes to the bar. She's like, I'll have a Bud Light. Like Ew. if I'm trying to like impress someone, I'll order beer. Or again, my current roommates, like there are certain friends that I know, like, okay, it's going to be a beer night. I will never choose to make it a beer night because, yeah, I hate how bloated it makes me feel. But we all know, not to toot my own horn, toot toot, I'm the queen of flip cup, so I can, like, yeah. down, like, 50, like, natty lights to do that. Yeah, something but, about the game, the competitive aspect makes all that bullshit Yeah, beer disappear. games I'm here for, but it's, like, no, I'm, we used to I'm play never flip gonna, cup with seltzer over quarantine. I know. Never forget last year in Block Island, I woke up from a blackout and I was like, oh my God, how was the rest of the night? And my brother's friend was like, oh, we did this, 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 this. And then we ran out of beer. So we had to start playing um, uh, flip cup with seltzers. And I was like, ew, you played flip cup with seltzers? And he was like, you were playing. And I was like, mm-hmm, that tracks. That tracks. Um, yeah, no, anything carbonated. I'm not really here for. I'm not a carbonated drink person in general, like even alcoholic. Like you, Thomas is a slut for two things. We know he's a slut for a 7-Eleven honey bun, mm-hmm. but he's also a slut for a drink. Mm-hmm. Like he can't go into a bodega without getting a Gatorade. But they're never carbonated. It's always no, like but, a, a but Gatorade. like drinks in general. Like yeah. I drink alcohol, coffee, and water. Mm-hmm. Like I will drink a Gatorade if I'm hungover, but you will never never catch me like purchasing a Snapple or like purchasing a Gatorade any sort of juice any sort of soda I'll get like a Diet Coke out of restaurant if I'm really tired but like I really don't drink anything other than water coffee and alcohol I love drinks so carb and I don't like fizzy anyway like so I don't really like soda so you don't beer. like those like low carb um Costco drinks we used to mix with no I'll do it. I'll do it for like a mixed drink, but I would never just drink one of those plain. So I will mix juice or something for a mixed drink, but 
I don't I don't fuck with carbonated drinks. I don't fuck with juice. I don't I don't really do any of that. So beer and seltzer. I'm just I drank so much seltzer in quarantine that like I really I'm not into it. Again, and, if and I'm if I'm like on a beach or at a beach house, yeah, but I'm not just gonna like sit here and pound. That's the thing. Also, we did all I don't of quarantine. And, and maybe this is a problematic statement. Go off. Like you're gonna be the next Ellen. Beware. <laughs> no, it's like problematic about my drinking habits. Like I drink to get drunk. You know, I'm like I said earlier in this episode, like I don't I drink to excess. Like I don't I would never just have like a seltzer. Like never. I drink to get drunk, so I would need to have like six seltzers. And then it's like right. I don't wanna have six drinks when I can have one vodka drink to do the same thing. Totally. So yeah, vodka is always my favorite. Also love wine, also love tequila, also love whiskey. I mean I just the only things I don't really drink are rum or gin. Ugh, I gotta turn you on to gin. But anyway, t- to summarize, take it away. Okay, rum. Stand between my toes. High school. Tequila. Horny and dancey. Blackout when I don't want to be. Okay. Whiskey. Uh-uh. Quiet night in in the early fall. <laughs> Warm and fuzzy. Shout out Miss Coghill. <laughs> Bright light. <laughs> we should drink wine when we do these more often. This, know, is fun. this is fun. Okay, vodka. Um... Lights out. Tried and true, broken rib. <laughs> I was just thinking of something. Tried and true, broken no, rib. I was just going to say something, but I can't say it. I just. You guys, so I. I don't know if I'm going to keep this in, but. So I broke my rib right before quarantine while I was drunk. We don't know how it happened, but we know what happened. I was going to say. I can't say it. The day that I like, we're on a bender. No, I like. No, I like stay. shit blood. <laughs> also, had the broken rib, and I didn't know if I had organ damage, so I had to ask your parents. Oh right. About the bloody poop. <laughs> and then Nancy was like, "No, you just broke your rib. I'm concerned about the blood." <laughs> My fucking judgmental mother was like. Uh, let's cut the shit about the fucking bloody poop. I'm concerned about your drinking habits. <laughs> uh, oh, God. oh, God. I don't know if we're going to keep that in. Okay. So we said vodka. I said tried and true broken rib. Yep. Wine. Um, I, uh, rich white woman on the Upper East Side. Cuddly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not, like, playing by the rules, but okay. What are the rules? To, like, how, how it, like, affects you. Or, like, one word. You become a rich woman on the Upper East Side. That's what it makes me feel like. Okay, so don't question go my off. experience. And... I'm Meredith oh, Blake, bitch. Beer. Oh, um, boy. Football game. Yeah. Flip cup champ. Yeah. Seltzer. Double chin. Circular. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for that segment. Okay. And then just with that really quick, what's your favorite drunk snack slash hangover cure? Oh, which the same person that asked this, Matt Mucha, my new roommate, also presented me with a would you rather that involves this. Tell me. Would you rather never have like drunk pizza again (laughs) or never have the hangover Bacon, egg, and cheese again. I said... This is literally Sophie's choice. No, for it, me specifically. No, it really is. But I said I would rather... I would rather not have the pizza. Mm-mm. Drunk pizza in college was a huge thing for me. I also said I would give it up because I don't really do that so much anymore. And I don't always remember the pizza. The bacon, egg, and cheese always revives me. If I have a hangover, instantly I need three things. I need a blue Gatorade... Preferably with the twisty cap. Glacier freeze. I need about... Oh, cool blue. No, cool blue. Okay. No, 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 no. How dare I disrespect glacier freeze like that? I need glacier freeze. Yeah, thank you. 
Then I need about eight liquid gels. Gourmet. Liver damage. Yep. Ulcers. Bloody poop. For days. And a bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel. And then I'm cured. So I would much rather... I have rather, been witness to this, and that is how it works. No, I become a different person the second I get those things in my system. So I just... I could never give up the bacon, egg, and cheese. I have to give up the pizza because sometimes the pizza does more harm than good. The pizza always... Um, I enjoy more in the moment, but once the pizza is over, I feel horrible. But I love that pizza so much, so I, I can't give up the pizza. Well, it also depends where it's from. If I get drunk pizza and it's shitty, I'm like, what a waste of calories. No, but if it's artichoke. No. If it's I, a crab slice no, from artichoke. Don't say that to me. Don't say those words to me. I have such a good video of me blacked out eating we'll artichoke the pizza. We'll put it on the feed. Artichoke pizza is game changing. I want someone to beat the shit out of me until I wake up from my blackout so I can experience if I the were, artichoke If I pizza. were on death row for a crime and they said you get one meal. Crab slice. No, I would say, so I'm going to need you to bend the rules. I need three things. I need the artichoke slice. <laughs> yeah. I need and the, the crab, crab slice. slice. And then I need the Sicilian penny olive vodka slice oh as God. well. Oh Artichoke god. sponsor us. Like, oh my god, I, I, I can't even get into explaining. Should we order it tonight? No, it's it's so good. It's the best pizza ever in the world, but like also the best pizza in New York. But you don't go there to just get like a slice of cheese. Like you get no, like no, you get like a decadent. If I just want like a good slice of cheese pizza, I'm a Joe's girl forever. I love Joe's. So, but what's your final answer? Mine is I would rather. No, I'm keeping the pizza. <sighs> Interesting. But my hangover is usually like I lie in bed and drink water until I throw up and then it's over. So I don't eat the bacon, egg, and cheese. Usually the food makes me feel worse because my stomach, I'm so, I have so much alcohol in my system that I need food to soak it up so I can throw it up. So I, I don't really enjoy the bacon, egg, and cheese. But like if you learned anything about me, it's the drunk snack is as follows. A 99 cent honey bun, a bag of purple, sweet, and spicy chili Doritos. Those are a must for you. A blue Gatorade. And if I'm really drunk... A full foot-long bodega sandwich. The Yankee special with honey mustard. And I need the yellow honey mustard, not the brown honey Dijon. Because if it's the brown honey Dijon, I will not enjoy the sandwich. And we also, for some reason, whenever we drunk, we call the Yankee special. The daddy daddy special. special. I love a bodega sandwich. For my drunk snack, I need something cheesy. So I'll get like mozzarella sticks or quesadilla. Or I will just literally eat a bag of shredded cheese. (laughs) I've seen her do it. I've seen her do it. I mean, it brings out the worst of me. Pizza, mozzarella sticks, grilled cheese. We had this diner. sticks. As you know, I went to school here in New York. And we had a couple diners that took our meal plan. And there was this one place called Midnight Express that was right by where we all got apartments junior and senior year. And we would end every night there because it was like free food. Oh my God, I used to get the mozzarella sticks and an Oreo milkshake. And very famously, one time the person put down the Oreo milkshake and I wiped my arm across the table on purpose, spilling everyone's milkshakes. And I was like, we're going to need some more. And they were like, you did that on purpose. And I was like, okay, send me to prison. Thank you. (laughs) What would you do? In Boston. I don't know why I did that. I think you've been to South Street Diner. I thought you were going to say NYP, New York Pizza. I'm very familiar with that place. Okay. I would go to NYP in Boston. If you've been, you're a real homie. And I would get a very specific slice, which was a piece of cheese pizza with French fries, barbecue chicken, on it? and honey mustard on the slice. <gasps> Have you ever heard of a more me piece of food in your entire life? My mouth is a gape. <laughs> <laughs> I am a gog. I am a ghast. Wow. But speaking of diners, we had a diner right by the train station called South Street Diner that was open 24 hours. And I would iconically go to South Street Diner when I was blacked and I would get 
three pancakes, mm. two fried eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, a, at night? And a cheese quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> no, at night I would always get like the milkshake and something cheesy, the mozzarella sticks. But yeah, in the morning. No, no, I no. This was at night. Up. I would get all of it. I said I need breakfast and I also need dinner. You know, I always say as soon as we hit stop like I forget everything we said and that's especially going to happen like with this wine involved I already forget everything we've already said this episode it's been good I think. is it really long not yet should we play the best friend game let's or like, do, do we it not have time dun, 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 dun. no we have time okay pull up the questions on to the main fucking event so we're gonna do a little thing called the best friend challenge which is 10 questions we've curated specifically for the two of us that as true best friends, we're going to answer for each other, a la the newlywed game, and we should be able to get a 10 out of 10 if we're fucking tried and true best friends. Oh God, tried and know. true broken rib. <laughs> no nude, no sexy. No nude, no sexy. Okay. So the way it's going to go is I'm going to say the question. I'm going to say what I think Thomas... I'm going to say my answer for Thomas. He'll say his correct I'll answer. I'll confirm or deny wrong. and then vice Same versa. Okay. So the first question is, what three items do they carry? For you, I'm going to say your phone. Okay. Water bottle mm-hmm. and chapstick. Kendall, that's it. <gasps> Dead ass. Because I don't have a purse and I'm also iconically forgetting everything. But I he always really have is. chapstick water and my phone. Never forget when Thomas and I dated, he had this chapstick that really tasted so good. Ballistech strawberry lemonade. <laughs> yes. And you used to put it on before we kiss and then you gave it to me once and I used to like lick it. Oh, sexy. No nude, no sexy. Okay. No nude, no sexy. What would George say for me? You, it's. I would say Advil, a phone charger, and gum slash mints. <laughs> I'm going to say no to all of no that. No way! <laughs> okay. Okay. For well, myself, I would have said water. Oh, you always have that fucking thick-ass water bottle. I do. I would have said floss. Oh, you love You know floss. me. I'm obsessed with floss. If I had floss. <laughs> Literally me. And instead of Advil, I would have said Zyrtec. Oh, because you have to take one every day. I okay, do. so you have one point, I have zero. Okay. Fuck. Okay, next question. I have one point, but A for effort. Mm. I understand the reasoning. Dental hygiene, I was close. And then you mm. love a pill. I do love a pill. I love to pop a pill. And then I just feel like you're responsible. You always have a phone charger. I never have a fucking phone charger. Lit. Okay. What would your superpower be? I said I think you would like to be invisible so you can spy on people. So, no. But I can see the reasoning. I said I would like the power of flight because I'm very impatient and <gasps> oh, love to be everywhere at once. That was so my I could just, second psh, guess. That yeah. was my second guess. What'd you say for me? For you, I said, no shade, mind reading. Yeah. Because you're always trying to suss out these fuckboys. Yes. Okay, period, one point for me. No, that's true. I would love to be able to read minds because I'm constantly overthinking and evaluating every text a man sends me. So yes, I would love to read minds. All right, one point Bendy, one point Bob. One v Bendy and Bob, we love it. Okay, what's your spirit animal? I said like some sort of like dog, wolf, Zoe, Mm-mm. you know? Mm-mm. No? Dolphin. What the fuck? That is a curveball. No, it's not. Yes, I said it, it from the fucking cut because I love water. I love being in the water. You know this. How dare you take that from me? And they're so happy. They rape people. Well, period. <laughs> No, I, I don't do that. Um, no, they're just like happy, like they're jumping through the waves. I've and literally never heard you even say Well, then the you're not listening, and there's life. a deeper problem there. For Mine's you, it's easy. easy. Sea turtle, put you in the tank. Yeah, it's very easy. That's my favorite animal, and yeah, we all know I want to be in the tank. All right, 2-1. I'm winning. Next okay, question. But that's not, you've literally, ne- I've never heard you say the word dolphin, I've, ever. Comment on the feed if, I, if I've if i talked to you about the dolphin being no, my spirit animal. No, you just put that out of your ass. No, okay. I didn't. Okay, 2-1. Biggest one. fear, winning. Dutch art for you. Period. 
if you know, you fucking know I have an irrational fear of Dutch art. Nobody take advantage of that or I will have to block you. Like, it's very serious. I, I used to take advantage of it. One time we were in the computer lab for class in no, high school. I remember this. And Thomas was running late. So I had our teacher project this Vermeer painting on the wall, which was Thomas's biggest fear. So when he came in, it was on the wall. It was excellently executed by me. I can't even explain what happens to me. Like, I wish I could say I'm over it, but I've just kind of cut it out of my life and denied it for so long. Like, I don't know what would happen to me if I saw it again, <laughs> but um, I get very hot and I like, uh, I can't focus my no, eyes. No, he really and I, like, freaks out. It's, uh, I should see a therapist. Speaking of which, you guys, now that I have this opportunity, Kathy, my therapist that we accidentally oh. prank called, has been canceled by me. She for- should have been canceled week one. I could have told you that. She was really uh, trying to get me into Buddhist chanting strike one. And then uh, our second session, she was half an hour late because she fell asleep in her chair strike two. And then this last session I had, she tried to do an intake um, meeting with me, but she couldn't find the form. So then our entire session, she was on hold. And then once she got the intake form, she didn't ask me any questions. She just answered for me. And then in the middle of the intake form, she called back from the office to, by name, confirm an appointment for another person, which like HIPAA. And then like- she all was the- just on the phone the entire appointment yeah, and she and used to watch the news during your appointment she would always watch the news during my appointments and she'd be very open about it and then with our last 10 minutes of this session where she was on the phone she just made an in-depth family tree of my entire extended family and i said what does this have to do with my debilitating anxiety but <laughs> so the search for a therapist for both of us still the case continues. continues okay what's my biggest fear um your biggest fear abandonment <laughs> Abandonment yes. and um commitment. <laughs> abandonment and you know you're afraid of something bizarre. Are you not? Am I? I like used to be afraid of chickens. I used to be afraid of elevators. I'm gonna stick with abandonment. Yeah, that's definitely it. Okay. So, so <laughs> I got those daddy issues. Okay. Lucky for you. <laughs> so two three. I'm winning still. Okay. Still. Okay. Craziest thing you've ever done is pretend to be your own twin. Period. Andrew. We all know. Yep. Hands down, and yours is you bleeped a bleep at a bar in public and got thrown out, and then tried to loy- drunkenly lawyer up on the bouncers as you were leaving the building. That is true. Okay, right. if you know that story, you know that story. What tattoo you want to get? You already have three tattoos, and I will list them. You sure. have the pause sign on your wrist. Also, also for pulse. Yeah, it's an equal sign. Equal on my sign. Pulse. Yes, that's what I meant. You have the Picasso thing on your ribs. Yep, my favorite one. And you have the Jane Austen quote on your arm. I do. And your next one, you want an hourglass. Or, I still get the point. You still absolutely get the point because there. So there are two contenders for my newest tattoo. I know my mom's not listening, so I don't have to warn her to like listen away. But um, there are two contenders for a new tattoo that I'm very heavily considering. Not that I have any money to get a tattoo, but it's the hourglass. Or if you don't know this, I don't still get know. The point. I want to get a hydrangea. Um, oh, for tattoo Cape Cod. for Cape Cod. Okay, yes, I did know that. But you still get the point. And your tattoo, you want to get the little smiley face with the hair that your grandma used to write on all of her letters. You want to get it behind your ear, even though I think you should get it on the wrist, but you say you're not a wrist tattoo kind of girl. <laughs> all of that is true. I currently don't have any tattoos, but if I were to get one, it would be that. And once you get one, I, I can attest to this, it, it's all over. Yeah, it probably would be, which is why I'm like, I, I don't need, I don't want to be able to see it, because if I can like see it all the time, then I'll want more. Totally. All right. Okay. What is one it thing you Four, five, three, four. Four, five. Is I'm it? still winning by one point. How many yeah. questions have we done? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Biggest influence. On my <laughs> career? Know. Yeah, on your career, I said Andrew Rannells. Obviously. Okay. For you, I said Amy Schumer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's keep it moving. Easy. We're good best friends. Five, six. I'm still you better. You cannot live without attention. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I said attention or a platform with which I can sing and get more attention. <laughs> Period. Um, drag me. And for you, I said, I mean, you can't live without Zyrtec because you're allergic to the world. <laughs> True. Um, like I would actually pass away. Yeah. 
feel like you can't live without like a busy schedule. You love yeah, being on the move. I do. I do. That's a good answer. I'll yeah. give you points for Zyrtec and a busy schedule. Yeah. All right. I'm still winning by one. Okay. Six, seven now. I, I know. We're drunk. We're losing track. One, I, know, I don't really care. Okay. Okay. Biggest flaw in relationships. I'm going to drag you a little Go bit. Go for it. I said... <laughs> you can say it. I said manipulation because Thomas okay. is the king of boys tried to break up with him and he's like, okay, so no, you can't break up with me. It's not what I said, but I... What did you I say? It. I said I just, like, I love to flirt and I love attention. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, boy, like, you don't let people break up with you. No. Sure don't. <laughs> They're like, I would like to break up. And Thomas is like, funny you said that, but you can't. That's not an option, so let's explore other avenues. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a point for that. Okay, thank you. What's mine? Oh, my God. I'm the queen of the clown car, so I'm scared. I just said daddy issues. <laughs> Yeah, probably. No, if I had to say for myself is like, I feel like I'm like too forgiving. Give everyone the you, benefit you, you of the give, doubt. You cut way too much slack to some fucking duds. Yeah, I'm way too forgiving. I let people walk all over me. Yeah. So I would so say So neither that. of us get a point for that one. Why? You said I get a point for manipulation. Okay, so now we're tied. Yeah, now we're tied. Okay. Tied. Oh my God, it went to my workout. <laughs> I'm like squat jumps. Is <laughs> <laughs> the next question. Flexing on him. Did I? Oh, I deleted the note. How the fuck did I do that? Anyway, the last one was favorite musical. Favorite musical. For you, I said Next Normal. Correct. And for you, I said Dogfight. Yes. The real correct answer would have been Rent. Oh, That's usually what I say, but Dogfight, I will will also accept that. All right. So we finished in a tie. Woohoo! We're great friends. Was that fun for you or was that boring? I don't know. But you learned a little bit more about us because I feel like most of our listeners, there's a lot of people who know both of us. But there are also a lot of people who only know one of us. Yeah, and now you know I love attention and manipulation. And you know I have daddy issues and love sea turtles. Period. <laughs> All you need to know about me. Okay. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Okay, we're about like a bottle and a half wine deep. A bottle and a half wine? <laughs> okay. okay. All aboard! Take a tap for the hot mess express. Who's going first? I'm gonna go first. Okay. Here I go. My story is the one quote-unquote car accident I have ever caused. I've been rear-ended a couple times, but, you know, this is the one thing that was my fault. So, it was summer after freshman year of college. I was in a rush to go to rehearsal for West Side Story where I was inappropriately playing Consuela. (laughs) Consuelo, I believe. Was it? (laughs) Who fucking knows? Inappropriate. Anyway... I was running late from rehearsal, so I'm... <laughs> you were doing your Puerto Rican dialect warm-ups in the car. <laughs> I was running out to my driveway. If you've been to my house, my driveway is very wide by my house and then very narrow at the end of the driveway. There's a mailbox on your left and a bunch of like trees and shit on your right. It's a very tricky driveway. So I'm running out, looking at my phone, like reading an email. So I don't look to see like what other cars are in my driveway. I just get in my car and start backing up. Always when I back out of my driveway, I first look over my left shoulder to make sure that I'm clearing the mailbox. Then I look over my right shoulder to make sure I'm clearing the trees. This day went just that way. Mm -hmm. So I pull out. I'm looking over only my left shoulder and I feel that I hit something. But I was like, oh, it's trash day. It must just be a garbage can. Mm-hmm. So instead of being an adult and getting out of the car and moving the garbage can, 
I decide to slam on the gas to try to just knock it out of my way. Well, I start speeding out of the back of the driveway, and then I hear my car go, and then I'm all the way perched forward, like being held in by my seatbelt. And I'm like, why am I elevated? I turn around. My car is sitting. Excuse me. My car is sitting on top of my brother's girlfriend at the time's car. Literally (laughs) sitting on top of it. The car had been parked behind me the entire time. I didn't see it because I was looking at my phone when I left my house. And it was the definition of a blind spot. I couldn't see it over my left shoulder. Had I looked over my right shoulder, I would have seen it. And I made the stupid move of trying to run the trash can over when it was a car parked in my way. So now I'm in a Jeep. (laughs) And I'm literally sitting on top of this Toyota Camry. So I'm like... Oh my God, put that shit in drive. Just like gung-gung back off of it. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. The damage can't be that bad. I get out. Windshield, gone. Driver door, gone. It's like, it's, <laughs> I have wrecked this car. Glass shattered all over the driveway. Mirrors ripped off. Literally, like, it looked like this car had been in, like, the worst car accident ever. Like, if there had been a person in there and it was on the highway, there would have been no survivors. So then I had to go inside the house. And my brother and I are very close, but obviously anyone would be very angry in this situation. So I had to go in and I was like, hey, so um, we'll call this girl Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) that's not her name so I I went into my house and I was like hey Tammy so um I was just backing out the driveway and I hit your car and she was like oh that's fine it's you know it's probably just like a a scratch and I was like and it's really bad and she was like I'm sure it's fine and I was like no I can assure you it's not going to be fine (laughs) And then I had to walk my brother and his girlfriend out and they had to see her car, which was now just like scraps of tin foil and glass <laughs> sitting in my driveway. And no one could believe it. They were like, how in the fuck did you wreck a car like this? Like it was undrivable. It had to be towed out of our driveway. Towed out. Capital T towed. No, it was so fucked up. That's the one car accident I ever caused. I'm a very, very good driver. She is. I always volunteer to drive. Mm -hmm. I would, not to shoot my horn, but I would say I'm the best driver out of our friend group. Uh, Sure. Anytime, (laughs) like Kendall and I just went to the Cape, for example, and I'm a notoriously horrible driver. Oh, uh, he's terrible. Kendall goes, this is my only car accident. I was like, what's that like? Um, (laughs) But we were driving my dad's car up to the Cape, and my dad goes, make sure Kendall is driving. I'm like... You gotta pee. Yeah, no, I do not trust Thomas in a car at all. I'm very responsible. That was the one time that I caused a situation, and it but, was a really bad situation. But everyone lived. No one was hurt. It's all material things. Like, it was fine. I went to rehearsal that day, and I was crying, you know, in my Consuela wig. Just kidding. They spray-painted, legit, it wasn't even hair dye, I don't think. They gold spray-painted my hair, because I was supposed to be blonde. I said some offensive line about it being my first, okay, I'm not making sense. I went to rehearsal that night and I was like crying because I was really, really upset that I had just caused that accident. And then 
Tammy and my brother yelled at me and our music director to make me feel better told me that one time he went to pull his car out of the driveway and drove his car into the garage completely tore off the garage door and then the day it was fixed he did it again (laughs) so I was like okay I feel a little bit better I'm a very good driver but that that was a stupid thing but it's very funny no that I mean that's honestly quaint compared to the car accidents I've been in really quick this is not my ticket but like I'll activate two I suppose um when I was working at Hershey Park, shout out to Theme Park Summer, I, on my day off, borrowed a castmate of mine's car. It was like a nice convertible, though, wasn't no, it? Was it? A, it was a 1996 Mustang convertible. Mm-hmm. You hate to see that. At least mine was a gold Jeep held together with electrical tape. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and she was like, here you go, just don't crash it. But little to my understanding, all the tires were bald. And it was prone to hydroplaning. Oh, no. And it was a rainy day. So I had a car full of people driving this 96 Mustang convertible around. And I come around a corner on, like, some wet pavement and a hydroplanes into another car. And I total the fucking entire vehicle. But what made the situation really weird is that, like, she was really, okay, she, like, really was attached to this car. Like, kind of treated it like a pet and, like, had a funeral for it and brought it, like, a muffin basket and flowers every day in the shop. And Wait, eventually what? it was totaled and, like, she really had an incident. And then, but she got a new convertible. So, like, it's fine. Okay, that's weird. Wait, but also before you tell your real ticket, that also reminds me of the one time I got pulled over. Oh. I've only been pulled over once, and it was in high school, right behind our high school. I got pulled over for going through a stop sign, even though I literally did not go through it. But this man, it was the end of the month. He was looking for a reason to give someone a ticket. I had never been pulled over before. I didn't know what insurance looked like. I didn't know what a registration looked like. And this car had belonged to my ex-ex-stepmom two stepmoms ago. Keep up. We'll get into the daddy issues another time. So there was like all these papers in the glove compartment. I got pulled over and he was like, license and registration. I literally spent 30 minutes going through the glove compartment. And like I was like pulling out maps and magazines. I was like, is this it? Is this it? He was like, that's a daily digest. No, he threatened to handcuff me. What? He was like, ma'am, if you don't have your license and registration, I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the vehicle. I was like, um, I just don't know what this fucking looks like. I was like, am I looking for a packet or a slip of paper? An insurance thing is like a four by four inch square of flimsy ass paper that just says your insurance on it. Yeah. I had no idea what this shit looked like. No. Oh my God. But anyway. However, speaking of which, never forget Phoebe, if you're listening, (laughs) I needed to fucking visit my horrible abusive boyfriend at the time in Albany, New York, when he, where he was doing summer stock. And I was like, I've totaled my car this summer, of course, because I'm a horrible driver. And I was like, and I need a car. And Meg Donnelly, I know you're fucking listening. And you are my queen. (laughs) You gave me one of your cars to go and visit my boyfriend who ended up being trash. But I will never, ever, ever overlook that generosity. Okay. (laughs) So many car stories. But back to Thomas's real ticket. Hit us with it. So. Penny. For the sake of legal reasons, I'm gonna make this vague. I'm gonna make this as, as vague as can be. So, like we did with me bleeping a bleep under a bleep at a bar. <laughs> yeah, this will be the same situation, but it. This is bad, you guys. This is bad. So, I was in a show with an ex of mine. What show? Which ex? I'll Got never tell. It's like me putting mascara on my dead body after he like arrests me. So I was in a show with an ex who I really hated. Um, and the entire rehearsal process, you know, we didn't really look each other in the eye or speak. Kendall's on her phone. She's not listening. She doesn't PJ, care about me. PJ sent me a photo of some gorgeous shrimp he made. Proud of you. Go off, Peach. 
Um, Dean, if you're listening, you're my king. Um, I love Kendall's brothers. So I was in a show with an ex I didn't really like. We didn't really get along. And there was a physical altercation between the two of us blocked into the show, which me, with all my, you know, pain and resentment towards him, as the show went on... Psychosis. Yeah. Um, the physical altercation as the as the rehearsal process went on got, you know, more and more aggressive on my end. And then the sex went and complained to stage management. Wait, physical aggression during the show? Yeah, so I was blocked to come into the scene and then he yelled at me and oh, I was supposed to I shove him this. off I of me. This. And you used to like beat the shit out of him. I remember. Yes, I remember. And I remember? Yeah. I and, remember. And like everyone thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. He did not think it was funny. This letter is written to stage management about how I'm punching him on stage, which mm-hmm. I was close, but I wasn't doing. And then stage management comes to me with this ex of mine who I don't care about. <laughs> they were like, are you punching this horrible child on stage? Call him Philip. Uh, Philip. Philip. Philip and Tammy. Ooh. When, how does the words go? How does I am undone. My, my son. son. Look at my son. Nah, I just turn on. You can rhyme rounds, but you can't rhyme mine. We've, had, we've had too much wine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just have to also say, <laughs> I hate but love that TikTok is coming for Lin-Manuel. They've decided that they hate him, and it's so funny, but I love him so much. He's the new him. Debbie Ryan. He really is. No, everyone loves to drag Lynn on TikTok. It's really unfortunate. It's a picture of him biting his lip. It's it really tough. And it's that unreleased song. He's like, well, we danced all night. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Okay. okay. Sorry, continue. Too much Rosa. Stage management comes up to me. They're like, are you punching this person? I said, no, I think if I was punching him, you'd know. <laughs> and he's standing there like with his arms crossed, all fucking proud. And I was like, if you guys want to cut the physical altercation, that's fine. Never admitting to the fact that I was beating the shit out of him. Mm. I was like, if you want to cut it, that's fine. And he's like, yeah, why don't we cut it? And I was like, you'll never see the end of me, bitch. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then they all walked away and he like smugly walked back to his station. And on his station, all of our stations were pretty empty. It was a short run. He had like all these hair products that he really, really loved. Oh no. And you know, I'm an Aries. My son is an Aries. Um, Thomas is the, I'm not like a huge person who believes in Zodiac shit, but Thomas is the definition of an Aries. Yeah. When shit gets heated, I blow the roof off the joint. So at some point, I'm sitting in my chair, just like going over that interaction in my head, like just fuming more and more by the second, and I'm alone in the dressing room. I don't know why, but I am alone in the dressing room, and I look over at all of those hair care products, and before I can even put words to what's going on, I take that bottle of hair oil, which was almost full and I think very expensive, and I take it into the dressing room bathroom, and I fucking pissed in it, bitch. Okay. And then I put it back on his station and watched and watched him use it for the rest of the run, and it was so a was full... it just like a little pee because nope. it was half oil because oil is thick and pee is liquid. So I took it into the bathroom. I would say it was about like eighty percent full. So I took it to a hundred with my urea. For my urine. Urea. No. Urethra. That's no, that's the that's your piss slit. What's your urea? Your urea is like the toxins in your urine. Oh, okay. So just like tip was in the bottle. Yeah, and, and then I like, just like <gasps> shook it up and put it back on his station. And okay, I watched I'm and I watched him like proudly put it through his hair the rest of the run. And for like probably the next couple of months, because he didn't it was a big bottle and it was pretty expensive. I'm sure he used it for a while. And I was like, You may have won this one, bitch. You may have won the battle, but I will win the war for I want to watch the world burn. I was like <laughs> I have won, and with that, God bless you, oh and best of luck. Oh my God, I'm terrified of that. 
Yeah, it was a low. It was a low moment for legal reasons. It could have been any of you fuckers if you're listening. Yeah, we're gonna leave the rest of the details I know, I've, out. I've got a lot of X's, but. But I think that's our episode. Episode ten, double digit. It's like tis the season for fucking landmarks. You know what I mean? I'm drunk. Whoa, Whoa. that was weird. Tis the season to be. You know what I made it onto? I've made it onto Christmas TikTok. Okay, we're tangenting, but we love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Love you, of course. No, not yet. Follow us on Best Friend underscore Podcast to keep up to date. Um, You can also follow us personally if you like at tdolejackkend underscore Edwards. Go off and then like the Gmail if you want. But like, even I'm over the Gmail. Okay, write in about what you want us. To talk and about. give us your hot mess express stories please let's embarrass someone else besides ourselves yeah or we'll do like an advice column we'll do anything you guys want we will do anything you guys literally want. anything your wish is my command to dice oh okay okay love you guys bye. all right bye okay drunk podcast like let's go off let us know if we should drink wine more often during episodes. And if, like, you guys want to drink wine, I don't know. Goodbye. Bye. They're probably drunk, so there's no need to pretend. Everybody's best friend. Everybody's best friend.